Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B., which I guess makes me the renegade. I've never really thought of that that way, but I guess that makes sense, right? Um, but I'm, I am one man. Uh, but anyways, this is chapter 78, and this is part three of the 2018 Movie Ranks podcast. So if you're just joining in and you missed parts one and two, go back, listen to those, then come back, and you, uh, you'll be all caught up. So if, if you need a little refresher... I'm doing the top, my 50, I watched 50 movies in 2018, well, 51 sort of, but we'll get to that in a different episode, um, and I'm ranking them all from worst to first, uh, we've already gone, first episode was 50 through 41, second episode was 40 through 31, today's episode will be 30 through 21, um, now, as I've said in my other episodes, but just reiterate, I will try my best not to do any spoilers, or at least major spoilers. There's definitely going to be some spoilers. It is what it is. Um, you know, we're talking about movies or reading movies. I'm going to talk about some of the plot lines here, and there's going to be some spoilers. Whether they're... I'll try not to make the major spoilers, but they're going to happen. So be forewarned. Spoiler alert. Um, there are going to be some spoilers. Um, all right, let's just get into it. Uh, this is number 30. It's a Warner Brothers movie. It came out uh, June 15th. Made $14.9 million opening weekend, 54.5 domestic, 77.7 worldwide, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, 56 Metacritic, 6.6 on the IMDb, B+. Um, on the cinema score, I did not see it in the theaters, and it is TAG. Yes, so TAG, if you're not, if you don't have no idea what TAG is, I wouldn't blame you, but uh, it's... Um, Tag was a movie, um, a comedy that came out, obviously, summer-ish. It starred, um, Ed Harris, John Hamm, I want to say Hannibal Burris was in it, Jeremy Renner, I feel like I'm missing somebody else that was in it, but regardless, so kind of an ensemble cast, uh, basically these guys play a game of tag, and they've been playing it since they were little kids, and... Every year or so, or whatever, they just have this ongoing game of tag, and they find each other and start playing tag. So, this is just them playing tag, and you know they're they're. I feel like there's this one Jeremy Renner is the one guy that never been tagged, and they're like the whole thing is like, oh, we gotta go tag him, we gotta go tag him, and you know chaos ensues and hilarity erupts, and it's actually pretty funny. Um, you know, it's kind of a weird coming um, coming to grips with getting old type of stories because it's like, all right, these guys play the game of tag and, you know, they've, you know, had this, you know, kind of tradition of this doing it every year. And it's like, you know, people get older and get more responsibilities and have lives and families and jobs and whatever. And now here it is, they're playing a game of tag still, you know, and, uh, you know, some people are like, ah, this is stupid. And other people are like, ah, no, this is totally cool. Let's keep doing it. And, uh, but chaos ensues and it's all sorts of craziness going on. And, and uh, you know, it gets a little, get a little nutty. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner's character is a bit insane. Um, he's basically Hawkeye in this. Which is appropriate because Hawkeye wasn't in Infinity War, so. 
Spoilers, sorry. Hawkeye wasn't in Infinity War. Um, but yeah, it basically kind of plays Hawkeye, sort of. Um, or just Jeremy Renner, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Jeremy Renner's characters don't usually, you know, <laughs> change too much, depending, you know, whatever the movie is. It's, it seems always very similar. But anyways, um, yeah, it's, it's, and far as comedies, it's one of the higher up on the list. Well, not that I had a lot in the list. I, I feel like there just wasn't a lot of comedies this year. Maybe, maybe I just didn't watch any of them. I don't know. But uh, I mean, there's some movies that are kind of comedies, but I wouldn't necessarily say they're comedies. So that's the problem these days. It's like, what's a comedy? What's not a comedy? I don't know. But um, yeah, so there you go. Tag, you're it. Um, that was my number thirty. So let's move on. Number 29 was also a Warner Brothers film. It came out January 19th. Made $15.8 million opening weekend. 45.5 uh, domestic. 67 million worldwide. 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. 54 on Metacritic. And 6.6 on IMDb. It got an A. Yes, an A. Uh, from CinemaScore. And I did not see it in the theaters. And that was 12 strong. Um... So this is another one of those situations where it's based off a true story. And it's kind of like, well, how much of this is actually based off a true story? I don't know, but okay. Um, so basically, the plot of this stars uh, Chris Hemsworth, Thor. For those of you who are unfamiliar. I forget who else was in it. There's a bunch of people in it. But um, basically, it's the first group of guys that went over to Afghanistan after 9-11 happened. And they... They uh, try to find this one guy, and then, you know, there's certain, it's, you know, sort of a war movie, but it's more of like a stealth, kind of like, they're after this person, certain person, and they have to help, they have to get help from these other groups of people, and, you know, it's kind of like everyone's kind of on eggshells about everything because of 9-11 just happened and all that sort of thing, but it, you know, it's an interesting story given, you know, Given that it's right after 9-11. The timing of the release I thought was weird. Given that it came out in January. It's like, why wouldn't it come out like around September 11th maybe? You know, I don't know. Um, it seemed like it would have made more sense. It seems like they just dumped it. I don't know. But, it, you know, regardless, it was a decent movie. Um, you know, again, it's always those... That weird thing about movies that are based on true stories, like how much of this is legit? It's like if this was just a regular movie versus like a movie based on something, like does that change anything? Like you know, you know what I mean? But um, I don't know. You know, it's it's fine. It's cool. It's a decent movie. Um, if you have some time, check it out. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, my number twenty-eight. A Liongate, Lionsgate film. It came out um, January 12th. 13.7 million opening weekend. 36 domestic. 120 worldwide. 57 on Rotten Tomatoes. 56 IM, uh, Metacritic. 6.3 IMDb. And got a B on CinemaScore. And I did not see it in the theaters. And that was The Commuter. Now... <laughs> Liam Neeson has pretty much done every single kind of action movie I think you can possibly do at this point. He's been on a plane, you know, he's, uh, um, you know, he's 
he's uh, I don't know, <laughs> he's been on a plane. I know that. Uh, but he's you know if, if he's had his children taken from him, then his wife taken from him, then he was taken from them, and um, you know he forgot who his you know his he forgot who he was, or and then no one knew who he was, and I don't know. He's done a lot of action films over the years. Um, but you know now he's on a train. <laughs> Like if he hadn't have done a bus, is a bus one that he hasn't done yet? I mean, speed, speed four. Um, not that he would do speed, but I mean, now that he has, a, it feels like every year he has one of these come out around the same sort of time. This year it's Cold Pursuit, which I haven't seen yet. But uh, yeah, the commuter. So basically, plot is he's on a train, gets on the same sort of train every day. Um, but now there's something happening on the train. And uh, this woman gives him money to f- find this guy on a train. And, uh, but then it's, you know, lots of twists and turns. And, you know, is it a setup? Is it not a setup? And he's like, used to be a cop, but, like, then he wasn't a cop. And he's a security guard or something. I, I don't remember. I haven't watched it in a long time. I mean, it was a while ago that I watched it. But I remember being decent, you know. It's like, it's no taken, but, like, it's fine. Um,. Lots of twists and turns make it interest, keep it interesting. Uh, the train dynamic of it is okay. Um, I feel like there's been better movies about trains, but um, as far as movies about trains go, it's it's okay. Um, but yeah, no, I mean if you like Liam Neeson, certainly it's a de- it's a good movie. It's, it's decent Liam Neeson movie. Um, you know, he's always obviously done a ton of these action films over the years, so it's nothing crazily off the rails for him or anything along those lines. But uh, yeah, he's on a he was on a train now, <laughs> so check it out if you if you want. But uh, there's plenty of other Liam Neeson movies you can check out too. Uh, all right, next up uh, we have a Universal film that came out April sixth. Uh, 20.5 million opening weekend, 59.8 domestic, 93.1 worldwide, made as 83% um, Rotten Tomato, 69 Metacritic, 6.2 on IMDb. I got a B on Cinema Score I did not see in the theaters, and that is Blockers. Um, yeah, so this one is a bit, the premise of it is a bit interesting. Um, so basically, it's about these girls that grew up as friends, and then their parents sort of become friends, and it kind of just all about them being all friends together. But then they find out that their daughters are going to to have a pact to lose their virginity on prom night. Kind of American Pie-ish a little bit in that sense, but then it becomes more about the adults trying to stop them from doing that and hilarity ensues and it's got john cena um leslie man the dude that was in another movie that was about the thing with the guys that, that explains it no the said the guy what the hell is his name i don't know i forget his name but he was in the he was in the the, the sorority you know the fraternity what were those movies called with seth rogan and why am I blinking on those? Whatever they were called. 
Wow, I'm blanking. The ones where like the fraternity moves in next door and the sorority moves in next door. What, what the hell were those movies called? Well, he was in that, and I not even those, not even the guy. But anyways, uh, so yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I don't think I saw a ton of comedies this year. So like, you know, as far as comedy goes, I think it's the number one, really, number one of the year um, for me. I think. <laughs> I mean, there was other movies that were funnier. Don't get me wrong, but as far as a straight up comedy, um, I mean, John Cena was pretty funny, pretty funny, funny in it. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's been doing a lot of movies lately. I think this was the only one of us. Well, I know he was in Bumblebee. I didn't see that. So spoiler alert, it's on the list. Um, he's doing more movies. I don't know if he was in any other movies this year. But yeah, Blockers. I mean, it's, it's, it's a raunchy teen movie sort of, but not really. It's more about the adults, I think. Um... But yeah, check it out. Um, Neighbors? Was that what they called? It was called Neighbors, right? I'm trying to think back of what the other movie's called. Neighbors, yeah. But yeah, okay, never mind. Um, the guy that was the friend in that. He's in this. Um, all right, moving on. So we're on to 26. This movie came out on Christmas. It made 7.7 opening weekend, 45 million uh, domestic as of. Yeah, I should say this was as of uh, February 11th, because this one's still, I know, is still in the theaters and making money. Um, 54 worldwide so far, 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, 61 Metacritic, 7.1 on the IMDb, uh, C+, and CinemaScore. I did see it in theaters. It came out by Annapurna. Uh, Annapurna? Is that the whoever released it? It is Vice. Um... Yeah, so this one's a bit weird. Because I don't know what this movie was trying to be. Um, I mean, obviously it's a biopic of sorts about Dick Cheney. Um, And obviously that whole, you know, Dick Cheney, but, you know, also like the whole Bush administration uh, somewhat. Um, and he focuses obviously on, on Dick Cheney, but, um, Christian Bale is Dick Cheney, which, you know, he's definitely acts it very well. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy to think of him, you know, as that role and then, oh yeah, he was Batman, wasn't he? <laughs> you know, it's just funny. Um, and obviously, you know, other people, you know, Chris, um, I'm sorry, um, um, just blanking here. Um, Steve Carell is in it. Um. Why am I blanking? Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, but I don't know. The problem I had with this film was kind of... It didn't know what it wanted to be. It was kind of a comedy, but like at the same time, it's like, you know, true you know, true stories or whatever. Um, but then it's just like making fun of Dick Cheney a lot and just that whole thing. So it's like a mockumentary. Well, not a mockumentary, but like a mock diopic sort of, I don't know, it's just, it's all over the place of what it's trying to do, and it's just one, I just wonder why that was the chosen topic, it's like, why is this a movie, like, what, like, what, why, like, I don't understand, like, we're, why, why we're like, oh, you know what we should do, make a movie about Dick Cheney, it's like, 
why 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 make a movie about Dick Cheney? I'm just confused. It's just confusing as to why it happened. Like I guess is is, is the thing. Um, and Adam McKay is the director. He, like at one point he's ah oh, should make a movie about Dick Cheney. It's like I don't understand where the thought process that, that was. But it's like it's gonna be funny. It's like what this. It's like, but we're gonna deal with real stuff, so it's kind of like serious. But at the same time, it's it's goofy. It's like what? It's just weird. Um, and the acting is good in it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, although I thought, I thought the pick of um, what's his face, and now I'm blanking on his name again, um, for uh, George Bush was a bit odd. I mean, it's Adam McKay, so it's like, well, <laughs> you know, I don't think he was, I mean, he could have gone Will Ferrell for, <laughs> but I don't think that would have gone over so well. But, um, I don't know, Steve Carell's Rumsfeld kind of worked, uh, but, um, I mean, you know, obviously Dick Cheney got nominated and won the Golden Globe and, and nominated for an Oscar, and then um, Amy Adams is nominated to Sam Rockwell, that he, he plays George Bush. I don't know, he just doesn't quite look enough like him, I guess. His impersonation was okay, but I don't know. But he got nominated, so I don't know. Um, I don't know, it's just an odd movie for me. To, like, really, it's like, I just didn't understand what it was supposed to be. <laughs> it's, com- it's comedy, but it's, like, not a comedy. I mean, it's kind of similar in some ways to the big short, where it's like, and that, I mean, it's Adam McKay, so it's like, I get it, like, you're a comedic guy, but then you're just doing these serious movies, but, like, not really seriously, like, serious topics, I should say. I don't know, it just seemed weird. Like, his choice of, like, what to do for movies just seems weird to me. I mean, they're interesting topics, I guess, but it's like... Where, why, like, why Dick Cheney? Why not, like, Dan Quayle or, like, Steve or, like, uh, Joe Biden or, like, I don't know. I just, it was just like, I don't know. It just seems weird. <laughs> not to say those movies aren't in the works, but it's just like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, moving on. Uh, number 25, uh, it was a Netflix movie. Came out uh, on uh, November twenty second, which was Thanksgiving, I believe. Seventy um, percent on Rotten Tomato, fifty two Metacritic, seven point one IMDb. Obviously, wasn't in theaters on Netflix, and that was the Christmas Chronicles. Um, I'll be honest; I watched this with my nephew on Christmas Eve to kill some time. Um, and it wasn't bad. I mean, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus was an interesting choice, and in that's kind of like the point of it, I guess. Was like he's kind of like, well, why is Santa Claus always like a fat jolly man? Like, why can't he just be like a regular guy? And like me, I'm Kurt Russell. Um, but it was fine, you know. The sleigh gets knocked out. These kids go looking for Santa, or like they they try to catch Santa in the act, and then. They end up on the sleigh, and then the sleigh goes down, and the reindeer run away, and then they're trying to get everything back together and uh, learn the true meaning of Christmas. I don't know, whatever. 
But it turned out Santa Claus could have done it whenever he wanted to. He just wanted the kids to get together and whatever. Spoiler alert. Sorry, it has a happy ending. It's a Christmas movie. Uh, the one the one little spoiler... Uh, well, I, I don't want to ruin it, but there's this whole, like, kind of... Not subplot, but, like, this kind of, like, a tease as to, like... Oh, Mrs. Claus. And then it's like, oh, I wonder who Mrs. Claus is going to be. And then it's like, oh, wait. It's Kurt Russell. So, obviously, Mrs. Claus is going to be... Yeah. Yeah, it is who you think it is. Uh, but that was kind of that was kind of interesting little twist at the end. I'm mean, not twist, but it was just like ah, uh, kind of like ha ha. I, I get it. You're Kurt Russell. <laughs> so obviously Mrs. Claus. Uh, but no, yeah, the whole thing with like um, the running joke of like Santa Claus being a fat jolly man and him being Kurt Russell was it was kind of funny. But yeah, I don't know. It's just another Santa Claus Christmas movie. It's nothing. Nothing crazy, but it wasn't bad. So there it is, right in the middle. Right in the middle of the list. Alright, let's move on. Uh, so, moving on to number 24. Uh, this movie came out uh, July 27th. It's a Warner Brothers movie. Made 10.4 opening weekend, 29.7 um, domestic, 52 worldwide, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 69, Metacritic 6.8 on the IMDb, and a B. Uh, on Cinema Score, I did not see it in the theaters, and that is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Um, so yeah, truth be told, I mean it's DC Teen Titans. That's a cartoon that's on Cartoon Network. Uh, truth be told, I have caught it a few times. Um, it can be funny at times. Uh, I mean, all the there's a lot of little references, you know, certainly in the whole DC, just in comic books in general. But like, there's a lot of references to. Uh, pop culture in general and and uh, some of it like i it's not aimed it's not like it's not aimed at kids sometimes not that it's not not that it's like not that it's like you know adult humor let's say but it's just references that like obviously little kids aren't gonna understand but like older folks probably aiming at the parents that were watching it with the kids or whatever will totally get and like kids are just gonna quit over their head and so there's a lot of that in this movie too i mean there's a lot of you know there's a lot of talk about deadpool and stuff which is like okay kids shouldn't really know who deadpool is uh but you know so that's sort of the you know the thing that's um interesting about this there's back to the future references and stuff it's 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 not bad you know it's it's kind of it's kind of funny in its own way um you know it's dc characters so of course i'm gonna be interested but um you know, if you ever watch the TV show, this is kind of just a super long episode of the TV show. Um, Slade Wilson is the bad guy, who's Deathstroke, but they don't call him Deathstroke, which is weird. Um, but they have a lot of other, like, other, you know, other DC characters are in there too. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. It, it's a kids' movie at heart, but you know, it's got a lot of um, a older references that you know for adults i guess so yeah if you ever watched the tv show which i don't know it's definitely worth watching definitely worth watching the movie all right let's move on uh so coming in at number 23 is a sony movie came on august 31st very limited release um i mean i think it it was limited when it came out. It only made three hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars opening weekend, but I think it 
then got a larger release later. Made 26 million um, domestically, 75 overall, worldwide, I should say. Uh, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71 on Metacritic, 7.7 on IMDb. Uh, since it was a limited release, it didn't get a cinema score. I did not see it in theaters, and it is Searching. Um, now, Searching, you may have missed this one, so um, what is Searching? So, Searching, very similar to Unfriended Dark World, or just Unfriended in general, is all based off of, like, screens. Now, this one doesn't specifically stay to a laptop like Unfriended did. Like, they, they show, like, stuff from, like, TV TV and, and other screens, like phones and stuff. But it's all kind of located on screens um, to some degree. Uh, but basically what happens is this 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 man's... They, and actually, this one actually has a really cool opening because it basically, like, someone gets a computer back in, like, you know, the 90s or something like that. And then it kind of, like, shows you websites over the years, like, specifically YouTube. It's like, oh, here's what used to YouTube, or not even, like, even before YouTube, like, some of the websites people used to use before YouTube. And it's like, oh, here's YouTube, what YouTube looked like in 2007. Here's what YouTube looked like in 2010. Here's what YouTube looked like in 2012. Like, and it kind of goes through the years. So it's kind of cool. The opening montage is kind of cool. But basically, there's this family, um, uh, husband and wife, and then the daughter. Uh, the wife, um, the wife dies. So now it's just the husband and the daughter. And then the daughter goes missing. And like, you know, so now the husband's trying to figure stuff out and he's using all sorts of like social media and like contacting all of her friends and like, and, and video conferencing with like the police and, and, and all this sort of stuff, trying to figure out what happened and where the daughter is. It seems, makes it seems like she ran away so then things kind of unravel and there's twists and turns and stuff. It's pretty good. It stars it stars uh what's his face, Harold from Harold and Kumar. I forget his actual name. Um, he was also in American Pie, <laughs> and he's in Star Trek and he's been about he's been in tough stuff. Uh, I can't think of his name. John John something John. Oh man, why am I blanking? Um, but yeah, so it's you know in. John Cho, yeah, I was gonna say John Cho, right? Um, you know, it, it's similar along the lines of Unfriended, but it's a you know different movie, obviously, but kind of innovative in the way they kind of use just like all sorts of social media and just computers and whatever else to kind of like solve this mystery of this girl. So yeah, definitely check it out. It's definitely a cool movie. I know it kind of went under the radar a bit. Um, I think, but definitely, definitely a cool movie. Um, and that's number 23. So we got number 22, also a Sony movie. Came out, uh, June 29th. Made 19 million open, 19 million dollars opening weekend, 50 domestic. And that is a wrong number because I somehow it made 50 million domestic, but only 7 million worldwide. That doesn't make no sense. I clearly put the wrong number in. Um, let's see. Uh, but anyways, um, as I'm looking that up, uh, 
Let's see. <clears throat> 75. Yes, I knew there was a number missing there. So, okay. $75 million worldwide. It's um, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, 61 Metacritic, 7.1 IMDb. It got a B. Um, Cinema score, did not see it in the theaters. It is Sicario Day of the Soldado. Sicario 2, basically. Um, so. Josh Brolin had quite an interesting summer. We'll get to some of his other stuff that he did uh, later on. But, uh, yeah, so he was in this along with Benicio Del Toro. And, again, they may have been involved in a different movie, too, which we'll get to at some point. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so sequel, obviously, to Sicario. Now, Sicario is pretty good. I thought it was good. Um but Sicario 2 kind of took like a whole different twist on everything. You know, obviously Emily Blunt was gone. That whole character is gone. This one was a bit more like just over the top, like gunfighting and, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, drugs, you know, mafia, or not mafia, but like um, um, cartel type thing. So it was a lot, it was a lot, it was a lot, um... It was a lot more popcornish, popcornish, than the first one. You know, it was a lot, lot less. Uh, you know, intri- it was a lot less thinking about stuff. It was more like, okay, just like, all right, here's guns blazing. Like, Denicio del Toro's character is just insane in this movie. Uh, Josh Brolin is just like, I don't know, just there's there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot less dynamic to it, I guess, than the first one. I feel like it was kind of like, all right, let's just shoot stuff <laughs> and fight the cartel and whatever but um twist and turns um yeah i mean it's pretty good um i mean i was trying to think where i where i put uh the first uh, sicario in my list and it was also at 21 um oh no sorry this is at 22 right so actually 20 mine was 21 in the first year but that was only out of 40 movies. This is out of 50 movies. So, okay. So a little bit farther down. But I don't know. I don't necessarily know that it was better than the first movie. Um, you know, it's hard to compare apples. You know, comparing apples to oranges when you're comparing years. Just because, like, okay, there could be 20 movies that came out this year that were better than all the movies I watched last year. You know, you don't know. Um, I don't know. I'd have to, you know that's, too, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast to decipher that. But, um yeah, as far as movies, as far as Sicario Day of the Soldado goes, it was enjoyable. I liked it. I didn't think it was amazing, but I didn't think it was bad. You know, comes in at number 22. I mean, it's, you know, if you like Josh Brolin, you like Benicio Del Toro. It's definitely a re- recommend if, if, you know, if that's what you're looking for. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, if you haven't seen the first one, I'd say see the first one before you see this one. Don't necessarily know that you have to. But I think you get a better dynamic of the Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin characters, like, um, relationship if you watch the first one, as opposed to just jumping into the second one, because you're kind of like, well, wait a minute, I don't quite understand what's going on here. Uh, but there's a lot more to it, you know, if you watch the first one, it kind of makes more sense. But anyways, let's move on. Number 21, that's the last movie of this episode, and you can join tomorrow and check out 
the next episode. Um, but before we get to that, this is a Disney movie. It came out uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, uh, May 25th to be exact. $84 million opening weekend, 213 million uh, domestic, 392 worldwide, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, 62 Metacritic, 7 on IMDb, it got an A minus cinema score. I did see it in theaters, and it is solo a Star Wars movie. Uh, Star Wars story, sorry. Um, ugh, boy. I don't know what they were thinking with this one. I know there was a lot of problems in develop, you know, when they were making it. Um, uh, uh, what what's their face? Miller and Miller and somebody. Uh, why am I blanking? Uh, they were supposed to direct it, and then um, kind of got tossed aside, and then and then uh, what's his face? Uh, Ron Howard took over. Uh, Miller and Lord, sorry, Miller and Lord. They were supposed to direct it, and then they got kind of tossed aside, and then and then um, Ron Howard took over and finished it up. And it's just it's a mess of a movie. Uh, you know, similar kind of remind me and similar into the way of that with Justice League, where it's like okay, there's certain parts of this movie you can kind of tell where you know where Miller and Lord, and then there's a bunch of stuff that it's like okay that's ron howard clearly it's like it just i don't and here's and there's definitely a few problems uh with that in and of itself but the other problem i think was and they should have saved it they should have pushed it back they should have released it around christmas shouldn't have put it out in the summer everyone had gotten fallen in line with uh going to see a star wars film right before christmas they've done it three years in a row why change that dynamic I don't understand. They're going back to Christmas this year, so it's like, why didn't you just put everything at Christmas? Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a mess of a movie. It's not good. Uh, the acting's meh. Storyline is meh. And it's like, I just don't buy this guy as Han Solo. I'm sorry. Like Han Solo to me is Harrison Ford, and just to introduce a new guy as Han Solo to me just it didn't work. And then I don't want to spoil the ending. Or anything like that. But it's just like. It gets confusing. Unless you're like caught up. And everything Star Wars ever happened. Like you're going to be like. What the heck. If like you've just watched the movies. You're not going to understand. What's going on at the end. Because a certain person comes back from nowhere. And then it's like. Well wait a minute. How is this person in this movie. I saw what happened to this person in a different movie. And this makes no sense to me. Um. Yeah, it's just not good, and it kind of derailed, it's kind of derailed all these, like, solo Star Wars movies for now. I don't know what's going on with any of them. Um, yeah, no one seems to know now, so no one seems to know what's going on with Star Wars. I mean, outside of all the other things that are going on with Star Wars, I guess <laughs> I should reiterate that the fact that they're still doing Episode Nine, and they're going to do a spin-off with the guys from Game of Thrones, and then... Um, uh, Favreau's doing like a TV show and a bunch of other stuff are happening. So it's plenty, it's going to be plenty of Star Wars. Don't get me wrong, but the, they were going to do a Boba Fett movie. They were going to do a, um, a, um, yeah, I think that the, well, there was plans on doing a Boba Fett movie. 
and there was plans of doing a, a Obi-Wan movie. Those all kind of seem to be scrapped or something now. I don't know. No one seems to really know what's going on. Uh, but this Han Solo movie did not help matters at all. It's not great. It's way down on the list for a Star Wars movie, uh, certainly. Um, you know, I just wonder if there's too much Star Wars, you know, uh, people are getting burnt out on it. And if this was a good movie and it didn't do well, I could say yes. But this wasn't a good movie. And and while Episode 8 wasn't great either, you know, that still did fare pretty well. I mean, obviously. But, um... Yeah, I mean, obviously nowhere near what Force Awakens did. But, like, you know, and it had its problems. But... I don't know, and but yeah, you, know, you know, I guess like Force Awakens comes out, everyone's like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like new Star Wars, great, awesome, amazing. And then like the um, uh, Rogue One came out, I was like, "All right, this is cool. This is cool. This is a different, different way way about it, but you know, it's pretty cool." And then the new one, then then Episode Eight comes out, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I don't know, The Last Jedi." Meh, yeah, okay, I don't know. And then Solo, it's like, ah, come on, guys. No, no. So, all right, here we are, and uh, it's it's February, and we're, you know, about ten months away from episode nine. Still don't know the title is yet, I don't believe. I haven't heard anything. Uh, we should get in that soon. But anyways, that's, that's it for this episode. Uh, that is my 30 through 21. Uh, come back tomorrow at noon, and uh, we'll... We'll go through 20 through 11, and then Friday is the big day. We'll do the top 10. Fossil will be joining me uh, with his top 10 as well. We'll also do our Oscar Oscar, Oscar predictions. We're getting close. Oscars are Sunday. So come back tomorrow at noon. Um, you know, RazorVader.blogspot.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, that whole thing. Follow me at RazorVader on Twitter. Let me know what you think of my list. And, you know, you can also write a review um, give me five stars on, you know, whatever, uh, post on the blog. It doesn't matter. Just let me know. Let me know what's up. Let me know what you think about my list. Tell me what your list is. Let's do this. Okay. So there we go. That's, uh, 30 through 21. We'll be back tomorrow with 20 through 11. We're getting close. We're getting close. We're almost there. Um, talk to you tomorrow.